your commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Thank Let's you. go to Alan Dershowitz now. The, yeah, mean, the great esteemed uh, constitutional uh, attorney and Professor Dershowitz. Wow, big news today. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the Georgia court put on its website uh, what looked like an indictment against President Trump of 13 counts. And then, oh, 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 they removed it. Uh, it looks like everyone's bracing for what could be ahead this week. Well, it was a Freudian slip, a monumental Freudian slip, because the artificial intelligence and the machine knew what we didn't know. And that is, of course, Trump's going to be indicted because if the prosecution wants to indict somebody, he gets indicted. Uh, you know, grand jurors are 23 chairs being moved around by the prosecutor. They, they don't really exist in practice. In 60 years, I don't think I've ever heard a case where a prosecutor really wanted an indictment and didn't get one. So uh, I think the, the, the website knew better than we did. Of course, there's going to be an indictment. The prosecutor wants it. He's going to get it. That's the end of the, that's the, end of the issue. And Professor Dershowitz, come a little closer to the receiver, if you could. You're a little off. The, we're losing you a little bit. Judge Weinberg? Alan, it's Richard Weinberg. And the, the noise in the system is that they're going to use the Georgia RICO statute, the racketeering statute against President Trump and the co-defendants. What do you know about that? What do you think about that? <laughs> Well, you know, I once had a client, uh, an Italian-American, his name was Rico. And he called me and he says, how come they allow the statue to be named Rico? What if they name it Morris or Johnny? I thought it was Edward G. Robinson in Public Enemy or one of those movies. Yeah. Or Little Caesar. Professor well, Dershowitz? I think we lost well, you. Okay, lost. He's going to call. You know, how wild is By that? By the way. What? I saw Sid Rosenberg's movie last night. Oh, yeah. How was it? It was great. It was great. Sid Rosenberg is the only one who didn't die. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and and Bo, Bo Deagle was in it. I understand we got Professor Dershowitz back. Professor, go ahead. Pick it up where you left off about uh, the whole Rico and racketeering that it looks like she's going to add on here. Well, Rico was intended for organized crime. It was not intended for election disputes. Alan, this is Pete. Let me just, yeah, Alan, yeah, I'm just saying that. My professor in law school, G. Robert Blakey, was one of the authors of that bill. And you're right. It was he's never intended he's to go beyond mine. I know him. Great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy from Notre Dame and a terrific lawyer and a real expert. And, you know, he devised RICO as a way of going after crime bosses. And then it was expanded to go after business people. Now it's going after political opposition. Um, and, you know, what, what, what Trump is essentially being charged with is contesting an election. I contested the election of 2000. I was one of the lawyers for the Palm Beach voters who contested the butterfly ballot. And the way you contest an election is you put up a slate of alternate electors. And then either Congress or the courts decide which slate to count. That's the appropriate way to do it. They are not fake electors. They're alternate electors. They're not fake electors. Of course they're not. They're fake electors in the minds only of people who want to use that kind of word to, to, uh, you know, color the situation. But uh, that's the way you challenge elections. And, you know, if you can prove specific perjury or specific forgery, okay, that's one thing. But what they seem to be charging here is just a replica of what's charged in the District of Columbia, uh, other than that phone call. And the phone call, to my mind, is exculpatory. Because in the phone call, Trump says, I want you to find, not discover, not concoct, not manufacture, find, find 1,700 votes. And find means something's lost. They're there. They just haven't been counted. 
Now, you might say, well, he didn't mean that, but that's what he said. And you have to judge criminal cases by what somebody said, not by what you think they may have meant. You know, Professor Dershowitz, it's like a, it almost is like they're trying to create a made for TV moment because they just put out basically that in court they will have cameras, uh, for the arraignment. Of course, it's a state, uh, state court. And the sheriff also came out uh, like a week ago and said, nobody's exempt from a mugshot. It's like, uh, and they said, oh, well, it also happens in the afternoon. It's like they're preparing for this big TV moment, it seems, and radio There's moment. No question about that. And everybody is choreo- is becoming choreographers here. Jack Smith saying that the trial of the D.C. case has to be in January. In 60 years of practicing criminal law, I have never heard of a case as complex as this being scheduled for trial six months after the indictment. It's unheard of. It's only designed to make sure that it's first and that the conviction comes before the election. It'll be reversed on appeal, but by that time, the election will be over. So Jack Smith's scheduling, which the judge, we don't know whether he'll go, she'll go along with it or not, probably. Uh, Some compromise, maybe it'll be February or March, but it's so designed to achieve a political... The most important... Alan Dershowitz, the most important question, and every American... I'm not a lawyer... I'm an, I have an honorary degree, which means nothing. Uh, but, but every American is asking, at what point can this, well, the Department of Justice is not going to do anything. The FBI is not going to do anything. At what point can the Supreme Court say this is wrong? Well, too late. Unfortunately, it'll probably be too late. Congress has to act now. Look what happened. You get the Attorney General of the United States, the man who's supposed to enforce the law, violating the law himself by appointing as a special counsel somebody within the government. The regulation is explicit. You have to appoint somebody outside the government. But the only person who can bring a check and balance on this is Congress. They should call Garland. They should read him the regulation. It's a Justice Department regulation. And ask him, is this guy from outside of government? No. How come you appointed him? He'll say, well, I really didn't appoint him pursuant to this regulation. Yeah, the regulation is what gives him the power, but I appointed him pursuant to my inherent authority. He'll try to find some cockamamie argument. But This guy, David Weiss, said, already uh, uh, ignored the uh, uh, what was the statute of limitations and, and let it slide. Let it slide. On the Burisma, and the next one is China. You never hear that. What happens is if it's coming close to the statute of limitations, the government says to you, either toll the statute, that is, don't Wave. allow it to Write pass. a waiver. And he, and he didn't want a waiver. And I think he previously said that he was stopped from tolling. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and then he changed his story. Exactly, John. You're right. He switched his story. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. That the Congress has to grow into. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care.